What is up, my podcast listeners? This is your lovely host, Val Matuszewski, and I'm excited to get this episode going because this is just going to be, you know, you and me, and we're going to kind of chat about what I do because the last time I did an episode like this was already a year ago, and, you know, over the last couple years, I have you know, gain new followers, new listeners, and what have you, and it's always kind of good to bring up my whole story, bring up my whole, you know, what am I currently doing with people in the fitness and health industry, Um, because sometimes I'll get messages where people will ask me certain questions, and then I have to explain what my background is, and, you know, it's just kind of good just to catch up and you know when I put out my last compilation episode um, anytime I do that I was like oh wow I you know recorded these episodes four years ago three years ago two years ago and for those who know me personally or have been following me forever um, you know that I do a lot a lot of continuing education so Every year, I always learn new things, I start implementing them, I end up changing my mind on, you know, training a lot, and it's funny, because one of the things that I always do, and I promise I will get into the actual topic of the show eventually, um, I always take my dog out for a three-kilometer walk every single day, and I don't bring my phone with me, I don't bring... Uh, music or anything. It's just a chance for me to kind of self-reflect, meditate, if you will, um, and kind of problem-solve things. And one of the things that popped up in my head was, you know, I've been in this industry for 12, 13 years, something like that. And I remember when I first got my very first client, and I had all the right intentions, all the right things I wanted to do. And even like that first year of training, I look back at it and I'm like, holy crap, was I terrible. Just terrible. I didn't know anything. And the fact, the very idea that somebody wanted to pay me for my time and knowledge at that point, it's kind of crazy to me. And you know, I guess this is what happens when you constantly grow in your professional career, you pick up so many new things over now for me this decade and ongoing, so many new things to better help people. And that's kind of the whole idea of why I got into the industry in the first place. See, I'm circling back. Um, I just kind of started thinking, I'm like, wow, I can't believe people actually trusted me at that point. And if I was able to go back in time and train those people, I would have given them so much more. But, you know, that's kind of how life is, I guess, in this fitness industry. But um, I don't really know where I'm going with that. But it's just a random thought that I had that I wanted to take out of my head and then share with you guys. But um For those who don't know, for those who just started following me, for those who started listening to my podcast three months ago, six months ago, a year ago, 
Um, I've been in, in this industry for a long time. And like I mentioned, every year I spend a lot of money on courses and conferences and books and things like that to further my skill set in order to help more people. And one of the biggest things that I've learned doing that is that every time I just reflect from a year ago, I'm like, holy crap, I can't believe I used to do that. If I don't have one of those um, thought processes where I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I used to do this, then I'm not progressing in the right amount of time. And any new coach that I mentor, I tell them the same thing. If you can't reflect over the last year and go, I can't believe I used to do that. I can't believe, you know, I used to program like this, or I used to coach this exercise with these specific words when I do this now, or I can't believe my sales pitch used to be this, you know, like there's always things to improve. So if we flash back or go back in time 12 years ago, or even actually a little before before that, my whole story kind of started where, you know, I was the typical overweight person. Uh, I used to weigh over 200 pounds and felt really down, felt trapped, felt like <laughs> I was in this endless pit where I was never going to get out. And, you know, that takes a lot on a teenage boy going through so many different, you know, um, things in life and uh, yeah at one point I was just like you know what I, this needs to stop and I just something clicked in my head that I had to get out of it and started exercising every single day sometimes twice a day and my diet went from junk food to freaking salads and lean protein every single day and I was so strict on my diet and ended up losing over 60 pounds um, within two months. And I completely transformed myself. And that was during the time of summer break in high school. And when I came back, I had one person come up to me and go, you know, you need to train me. And that's when I was like, you know what, that feeling that I had deep down inside where when I was overweight, I was unhappy with myself, I had no fulfillment in life, I wanted to make sure other people didn't feel that way. Then I got my first personal training job right out of high school because I just got certified and got a um, internship with a local um, pro football team called the BC Lions here in Canada and had my first mentor and I talk about mentors a lot because those are the people who have you know the experience to tell you not to do the mistakes that they did and having my first mentor show me the ropes of what it takes to be a successful trainer um, I knew deep down inside one day I wanted to do the same thing and then when I started training at a kind of boutique style gym, I had my next mentor that showed me the ropes of business. And I really, really enjoyed that. And um, at that point, I was like, you know what, when I when it comes to the time, I'm going to mentor other coaches to make sure they become successful. Because the other thing in my industry um, is quite young compared to other industries out there and um 
it's very, very challenging. It's very tough to be successful. And I've seen too many coaches that had such passion for helping people, couldn't make a living out of it and started selling insurance, became a realtor, whatever it was. And they may or may not be happy doing that because fitness was their passion and helping people was their passion as well. But um, kind of fast forward with the whole concept of continuing education, courses, seminars, I was always very, very interested in rehab, movement. And, you know, I kind of experienced this um, in my training career where I would have a client, they hurt their knee, their shoulder, their back, whatever body part you can think of. And, you know, they go to their chiro, their physio, their massage, and they'll tell them, hey, maybe take two weeks off the gym and do these rehab exercises instead. And, you know, they're like, okay, this is what my physio said. I'm going to take two weeks off. And you and I both know when it comes to training, it just takes, you know, building habits that exercise is going to be your, um, your normal. And taking two weeks off the gym to do your rehab exercises um, kind of takes you out of that habit. And most of the time, because I know, because I work in a clinic, when you give exercises to patients, they barely do them. So you basically have a two-week break from the gym. And when it comes time to come back, because you weren't staying on top of your rehab exercises for whatever injury or whatever boo-boo you have, um, you didn't get better. So you go back to treatment, and then it's another two weeks. And then you get into this weird kind of like purgatory of like, I have to stay with my physio, chiro, massage person here and the gym's over here. And then I'm in this like rehab purgatory area where I'm not too sure where I should come back. And then your whole goal of um, weight loss, fat loss, whatever it is, is not happening. And now you've fallen out of the habit. And I was like, why am I losing so many clients to this weird purgatory state of I can't go back to the gym because my shoulder hurts and I'm doing these banded exercises and things are not happening. So there's two edges of this sword. One side is the trainer side where most of the trainers out there are fucking terrible. Um, It's not their fault. It's not anyone's fault. Um, I would just say that a lot of them don't go down the route of constantly learning because when I started, I did some stupid shit um, that probably led to people's injuries and things like that. But when you start understanding human anatomy, human biomechanics, you tend to use different exercises, program a little bit differently to ensure that people stay pain-free so they can continue working out with you. So I went down the rabbit hole of like, okay, I'm going to learn as much as possible. So I started taking courses for physios and chiros or personal training um, certifications or seminars put on by physios and chiros so I could learn more from their world. So then I finally kind of found my niche, as you call, is working with people who have aches, pains, previous injuries to ensure that they don't have to go to treatment you know once in a while you should like I go to Cairo and massage once a month for like maintenance stuff because 
life as we know it, sitting at our desk, being in those prolonged postures puts strain on the body. And as much as I do kin stretch every single day, um, it's still not enough. So that was kind of the direction I went to. And with that kind of experience, when I got exposed to the company I work for right now, Restore Rehab and Wellness, which is a multidisciplinary clinic um, with trainers, that was kind of the bread and butter of what I do. And with my experience of like opening up my own gym and having that business sense, I kind of fell into running the whole show. So to kind of speed walk through my whole career, starting as an overweight kid in high school, losing a bunch of weight, training general population people to lose weight as well, figuring out that people injure themselves and I should know that stuff too. I now run a clinic uh, with chiros, physios, kinesiologists, a naturopathic doctor, a medical doctor, counselors, um, I think I named everybody, and trainers. Um, so I kind of naturally fell into that role of a leader and running a business and still seeing clients. So before even getting into that whole story, um, I got fascinated with Dr. Andrew Ospina's work from Functional Anatomy Seminars. And if you're a trainer listening to this or a person who is interested in um, training and movement, definitely go check Dr. Andrew Ospina and Functional Range Systems because it's some of the best courses I've ever taken in my life. Um, so with those courses under my belt, I was able to utilize a system called Kin Stretch and utilize those principles to my clients' programs. And I've seen huge improvements in quality of tissue, quality of their joints, and the quality of their workouts. And I tend to get a lot of people who just came off of an ACL reconstruction or they tore something or they've seen so many different practitioners and things have not been feeling better and everything hurts or they've had so many different freaking surgeries and they're just looking to move once again. So I get really complicated cases um, probably the last two to three years and I'm happy to report that all of them have been moving and feeling better. So kind of what I do now is run a clinic, see clients not only in the gym, so I still train clients in the gym, and then I also do a lot of rehab work utilizing kin stretch, but the way I kind of look at it is like if I can take somebody, and this is the interesting thing because I've been in this um industry now for over a decade and when I first started I didn't really have a lot of people where things hurt and I think it's because of two things number one um, 10 years ago when someone had a sore shoulder sore back they still kind of had that mindset of like no pain no gain if I have to go to the gym and my knee hurts I'm just going to put a knee brace on that and I'm going to squat it out and hope for the best 
The second portion to that is our environment didn't take enough of a toll on people. So now that I'm seeing people like in their 30s and 40s with a lot of pain, just goes to show how our environment has changed since I first started in this industry where people are getting more injured than ever before. And an injury is not just like, I tore my ACL. It's just like, oh, I have chronic low back pain or like my SI joints always causing me problems. Like those are now really, really common um, in that age group of like 30 to 40. Whereas when I first started, I didn't really hear about people's injuries um, until they were like 50 or older. So it's kind of been interesting to see um, so many people uh, over the decade in my career and how the clientele's kind of evolved. And now I think the other portion to it as well is um, clients now are more educated. You know, like I have so many clients that I train right now where they'll send me stuff on Instagram or email asking my opinion about something. And a lot of it is like other trainers that I look up to, which is kind of cool to see that clients that I train are taking interest in what I do. And they'll, you know, research themselves. Whereas, you know, 10 years ago, I always say this, like 10 years, years ago, personal training was like, your trainer says, go do this. And the client goes, okay. Whereas now it's like, trainer goes, go do this. The client goes, why? They want to know the whole thought process, the science behind what you're asking them to do. Or like if you bring up like, okay, we're going to go through this training protocol in your programming because of X, Y, and Z. And then they're like, okay, that sounds really cool because Y says this thing that you just mentioned. And I'm really interested to see how that works when I do this workout. Like they're genuinely interested because they've been now more educated. And I think in the last 10 years has been a lot of shitty fitness stuff that has gotten a lot of like traction online and stuff like that so a lot of times clients will you know ask their trainer and I think the other I guess a third um, factor is that a lot of times clients will go to their trainers for like medical stuff when they should be going to see a doctor or a chiro or a physio or whatever it is like like oh yeah like every time I do this thing I get a sharp pain here like what do you think that is like, fuck I don't know like go see somebody to get that tested but um what I do today is I make people move and feel better I get them pain free and I get them to a point where they can see performance improve in the gym. So a lot of times I will get somebody that has been active their whole life and loves going to the gym, but their shoulder, no matter what they do in their program, it gets to a point where it flares up. So it's like, okay, well, let's test what your shoulder is able to do. And this is where kin stretch comes into play, where what is your capacity of your shoulder joint? And a lot of times when I put people through in a thorough assessment, which is like another foreign thing to a lot of people is when they've gone to other trainers, they've never been through an assessment. And if it is an assessment, it's like how many push-ups can you do? How fast you can run on a treadmill? 
and some other cardiovascular endurance muscular test but it doesn't give you any insight to what your body is capable of doing so when i do a um an assessment with somebody and i test their you know shoulder mobility they're like no one's ever done this so the funny thing is like every time i do an assessment and we get into the more active component and i tell people like okay out of a hundred percent of your like out of a hundred percent and a hundred percent is the best shoulder in the world where does your shoulder feel today in this assessment? And I usually get an answer from 20 to 40%. And then when I explain to them, I'm like, okay, well, say you have a 40% shoulder. The reason why your shoulder hurts after training is because you're asking a 40% shoulder to do like 80 to 100% things in the gym. So with that 40% shoulder, when you're trying to press overhead, you don't have the capacity to do that. And, you know, your body will compensate movement. It will compensate and compensate as much as possible in order for you to do the movement. But all the other things that are compensating for, and I'll build for that, and eventually something will go. And then people are like, oh, yeah, the front of my shoulder is super sore every time I go to the gym now. So what I do is try to figure out what's the cause of that and increase the capacity of that. So a lot of times, you know, say you're a power lifter or you're a person that really likes to bench press and squat and deadlift guaranteed one of the reasons why your numbers are not improving is because your joint of your hip of your shoulder of your elbow of your wrist of your knee of your ankle whatever joint you can think of is probably the reason why your numbers are not increasing you could follow the most you know best written powerlifting program, whatever it is out there, but you're going to hit a plateau eventually. There are some outliers out there that move so well, they're blessed with like really great joints, but at the end of the day, you're not that outlier. At the end of the day, you're probably just built a little bit differently. You have a different anatomy than those outliers like the guys who fall into CrossFit and they do well at it. But for the most part, everybody has something they need to work on. So a lot of times when I've had this happen, like powerlifter comes into my clinic room and I put them through an assessment and their hip internal rotation is like two degrees. And I'm like, so you're telling me your low back hurts when you squat heavy, right? They're like, yeah. I'm like, do you feel this? They're like, yeah, I feel super jammed up and like I can't move it. I'm like, this is why. And they're like, holy crap, no one's ever told me this. It's like, <laughs> sometimes, and then this is what I explain to people in my assessment is like, okay, we're going to go for the lowest hanging fruit, whatever like pops out on this assessment. That's what we're going to attack. So in this example, okay, hip internal rotation come in and see me. We're going to attack hip internal rotation and build you a better hip. A lot of times people don't understand that, right? Like, yes, eventually your squat or deadlift will get better under training load and volume and accessory movements and stuff like that. But if I only have access to 40% of my hip, I'm only going to get 40% of 
what I'm putting into. Now imagine if I hit a plateau, like, but yeah, like say that your deadlift got to 400 pounds and for the last four months, five months, you've been like trying to get past 400 and you just can't do it. At a certain point, you just need more capacity at those joints to provide more force. And that's what I do. So not only does kin stretch help with someone who tore the rotator cuff or rolls their ankle a bunch of times or tore their ACL, but from a performance standpoint, I can make someone lift more weight by utilizing kin stretch. And, you know, when you search up kin stretch, it's a bunch of people lifting their legs up off the ground. Everyone's making angry faces. But at the end of the day, it provides better quality tissue. When I have better quality tissue and functioning joints, then I can move things around my environment like a barbell a lot more effectively. So that's what I try to do is one, make someone pain-free, two, make their body move better, and three, increase their performance in the gym. When I have those three things, no matter what your um, goal is, it's going to get there. If your goal is fat loss, 100% that's going to help because if I can make sure that you're pain-free, you're not going to miss a day in the gym because your knee hurts. If your goal is to run faster, then giving you more hip extension when you have none is going to make you run faster. If your goal was to run a full marathon and you have really floppy ankles that always roll over, then giving you better ankle dorsiflexion and probably big toe dorsiflexion and like hip stability is going to make you run further without any kind of aches and pains. So to kind of give you the cliff notes of my whole career and what I do today, I make people pain-free, I make them move better and increase their performance uh, in the gym. And I also have like my little side projects where I've written two ebooks on training pain-free, functional training, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and, um, you know, pain-free um, exercises and, you know, that's been sold around the world the last four years, which is pretty impressive. And I have my podcast that you're listening or watching right now. Um, but that's kind of what I do. And this, this was a good episode to kind of reintroduce myself to all you guys. So um, I'm going to end it there because it's almost been 30 minutes. And uh, if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out. If you're injured and you're like, I don't know what's wrong with my shoulder, reach out. I'll give you as much information as possible. Um, hit the show notes, add me on Facebook, add me on Instagram, share this podcast with your friends and family, subscribe to my YouTube, YouTube, YouTube channel, and help me grow my presence online to help as many people as possible. Uh, that's it for me until next time, you guys.